It is done. In Jesus' name I pray. Congratulations. One, two, three. Whatever you have seen me do, you shall also do. In the name of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 1. Men assembled together with them. Hello, good morning. How are we doing today? Um, verse 7, where they asked him. And the question was, are you happy to be in church? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. I'm so happy to be in church also. And I'm happy to see each and every one of you. And I thank God for life. I thank God for his, for his Holy Spirit. You know, I don't know. I'm trying to find out what the Lord is. I'm trying to find out if there's more that the Lord is doing. But this morning whilst um, praying, I just, I just saw the flow of, of, of virtue around me. And the Lord asked me to, you know, release an impartation upon my wife. And... Um, then I did that, and um, the power of God came upon her. And then it was still there, and so my son came in, and I was about to impart him, and the Lord told me not to, or else I'll trouble him, I'll trouble his life, because what was going to come upon him, he's not, um, he's not ready for it. And so... I then came to church just to have a good time. And then this, the same experience, as though I just need to release something. Amen. You know, the same experience continued. And um, I don't know. I know we're receiving an impartation from the Lord for greater life and greater manifestations of the Spirit of God in our lives. Um, but... Sometimes I like to pry deeper and deeper and find out, are you seeing anything, Lord? Is there something I need to know, you know? And so, aside from what he's doing, I am still prying. Amen. Amen. So, so after, he, after he told them about waiting for the promise of the Father, which he said in, in, in verse 4. He says, you have, heard of, you, have, you have heard of me, but now you are going to experience what you have heard. And how to experience what you have heard is to wait. Uh, so, uh, what you have heard will not change you until you have an experience of it. And that happens through, through waiting. Are we together here? So, he says, what you have heard, you have to wait on it. Huh? Yes, sir. Wait on it. I was teaching my wife something yesterday, and I said, sometimes God can, God can have you wait on, on a spiritual substance for five years. I'll tell you the truth. i tell you. You can wait for ten years. Now, in those five years, it doesn't mean things will not happen. Things are happening, but there's something God is doing that you need that amount of time to break into the fullness of it. It's always like that. You can't, 
There's nothing you can do about that. And that's why you can't afford to waste your time. Because even if you don't waste your time, you will still have to wait. <laughs> even if you're doing everything right, you still have to wait. So you do everything right, then next 10 years will be good. So imagine if you are not doing anything right, you are, you are, we are wasting life. So to, to wait is better than to waste. Are we together here? Sometimes some people get tired of waiting and then go waste. I tell you, waiting is better for, than wasting. To, to wait is informing my action. That's what it means to wait. Is that what he, have, what he has said, even though I haven't seen the manifestation of it, the, the word is now motivating my action. So he that is waiting, he's motivated. So lack of motivation is not waiting. Lack of, lack of motivation is, to, is lukewarmness. Lukewarmness is not waiting. So waiting is not, is, it doesn't mean do nothing. Waiting means do only the things that are in line with your word. So it, 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 it's about zeroing into what he has said, where you have decided to do no other thing aside from the things that he has spoken of. Are we together here? So a lot of people say they are waiting. They are not waiting. They are actually just backsliding. You see, they have become sluggish. And then they, 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 they mean that to be waiting. So when you, are, when you are waiting, I will know by, by, your, by your vibrancy. Praise God. Now you know there's a prophetic word over this house. And then there is a vibrancy with which shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from, from, from not many days ends. And they therefore were coming together. They asked of him saying, Lord, Will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? So you see, I want you to understand what I'm about to say. There are blocks of stronghold that inform our perception and understanding. And sometimes this block of, of strongholds also deliver to us wrong destiny. Now, destiny and purpose in itself is a powerful thing. But the question is, what is informing, what, what is informing your description of destiny? Now, if what informs your description of destiny is faulty, then the destiny itself will be faulty. Right? Yes. You can't build legality on, on illegality. Are we together here? Yes, so the point here is that, you see, that Jesus asked them to wait, and then they raised a matter that had nothing to do to what Jesus said. And the matter is that when will you restore the kingdom to Israel? You see, because in their, in their psyche, the most important thing was the restoration of the kingdom to Israel. And so that informed the new with you. 
immediately you have an encounter with God or you, you get to meet God, you see, that stronghold hasn't gone. And then no matter what God is saying, you will link it. So if, if your thoughts has always been you, you, would, you don't want to be as poor as where you are coming from, when you meet Jesus, no matter what Jesus says to you, you will try to link your revival to your destiny. When he's bringing revival to you, you would always link it to that stronghold that's in your soul. Am I preaching here? To what you call destiny. So that's what happened here. So immediately, immediately the point was wait in Jerusalem, wait and you would receive power, whatever Jesus said to them. They had to introduce what was most important to them manifested. Are we here? (laughs) Did you get that? God God will solve a grand problem. That if he solves this grand problem, every other layer of problem has to be solved. Are you together with me? If, if, if God says, I will, I will send you to the nations so that you can, you can bring peace and comfort to the downtrodden of the earth. Now, that, that, that word itself has, has solved the, prover- the poverty of your mother, your father, yourself. You see, God sometimes gives you a grand vision. In solving the grand vision, some problems are automatically dealt with. You see, but many times we don't work with God to that extent. We are, we are, we are very, very uh, on the earth that we are forcing him to join us. Whereas he's longing to bring us up. Are we still here? Yes, sir. Am I boring you? Yes, so, after all that Jesus said, the disciples' heart was revealed. I'm like, what are you going to... And I've, I've, I've explained this separately. And then Jesus now replied them and said that it's not for you... He said, he said it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his, in his own power. Are we together here? So sometimes there are some things that God has put in his own what? Power. It's not everything that's in your power. And and he's saying that don't bother about the things that are not what? In your power. You see, don't bother about the things that are not what? In your power. When you begin to bother about the things that are in your power, you see, worry is an impediment that interrupts the flow of God into your soul. Worry is how your spiritual pipe is blocked. Worry is a very serious attack against us. We must train ourselves to deal with worry. And not just only, but it also means that worry will hinder your seeking. That when you worry, you lose strength to seek. You see, you lose strength to seek when you worry. 
So sometimes, some people's greatest impediment, are we together, friends? Is the first prayer of their soul. Some people's major impediment in their walk with God is the first prayer request of their soul. That, that prayer request is actually their, what, is in, what is causing them not to have access to God. Are you, you're not getting the point. You're not getting the point. You're not getting the point. When, when you feel in when you feel inadequate and when you feel like you like God did not finish creating you see but the boldness is inched on his goodness and his perfection which should be enough to cover your own imperfection and then the process of exchange then starts so sometimes when you think God needs to do something for you that will now make you whole, you are not approaching. Now, now for some of you, you just think that your poverty is extreme. And um, you think that, ah, if God can deal with this poverty, I will be made whole. And God is saying, if you see yourself that way, you can't come to me. Now, not, not, not that I buy you. You are the one unable to come. And, and that was what he was trying to explain to us in Matthew chapter 6. Where he was saying that which one of you through worry can add one cubit to your statue? Huh? Which one of you through what? Through worry, can what? Add one cubit to your, to your stature. So, in, in these very places, telling us about the lack of anointing that is contained in worry. There is, you see, worry brings to you the urgency of your crisis, but lacks the power to solve it. It brings to you what? The urgency of your crisis, but it lacks the power to solve it. So it says, which one of you through worry is able, there is no ability in worry. Now, why, why is there no ability in worry? There's no ability in worry because worry is not a fruit of the spirit. It's not from God. It's a manifestation that you lack ability to solve it. You just take charge of your problem until your problem takes charge of you. Are we together? So what happens is that you stop, you stop, you stop having spiritual breakthrough. You stop engaging the Lord, you see, because you think there's a matter that must be dealt with. Anytime you're in that place where there is one matter that if it's not dealt with, now I'm not talking about the matter of sin. The matter of sin must be dealt with. Don't link this to your sin. 
<laughs> All our preaching has nothing to do. No, no, <laughs> I pray God will show you. Listen, sin messed up the whole creation. It's deadly. <laughs> sin is what? Deadly. It's deadly. Just walk away. Don't pray for grace. Just walk away. <laughs> because if you pray for grace to deal with your sin, it must be God's fault. Because he has not yet supplied grace. And the Bible Grace of God has appeared to all men and is teaching you to decide to depart from iniquity, to deny iniquity. Because many times if they use, if they, if they, if they encourage you with, a, with something for you not to sin, you accept it. Are you together with me? Yes, eh? If you want to steal 10 million and somebody says, don't steal 10 million, I'll give you 100 million for not stealing 10 million. Are we still still 10 million? Ah, if the spirit of fornication comes upon you and you are moving, this the spirit controlling you, you don't feel like fornicating, and it carries you to one girl, and while you're about to fornicate with the girl, and the girl started to sound like a boy. And said, You know the spirit of fornication will leave you. So you can see you are the one running things. You are just disguising as if Satan is using you. Are my friends here? Are my friends here? So the 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 enemy wants to stop you from advancing. Ah. Uh? Advancing and and sometimes they, they, it stops you by the legitimate definitions, strongholds that have formed vision for you. And we're going back to our Acts chapter one. So he says, "Wait, what you have heard from me, you would experience." And the disciples' response is, "When are you going to restore Israel?" It means to them, Israel, the restoration of Israel is the most important thing. That's their idea. And so they were bringing God, you see, into their own stuff. Are we together here? Sometimes, some of you, let's, let's say maybe, uh, maybe you are someone who, who, maybe you just have a major crisis, a major life crisis. And sometimes you think the most important, you know, some of us think that your problem or what hasn't been solved is the, most, is the current thing God is thinking about. You don't know this God then. Maybe you are going through something. Maybe you don't have a wife and you're already 48. To think that that's God's major thing he's thinking about you, you are are deceiving yourself. I'm telling you the truth. As you are 48 without a wife, God might be concerned about your patience. He said, you are not patient And say, we are working on your patience. Now, not your patience so that you can be patient and be married, though. It's just patient as my child. Uh, all of you know it happens to you. You go on a retreat on a major issue. And from the beginning of the retreat to the end, God has nothing to say about it. You do everything to get God to talk about it. 
That's not what's on his own table. Now, you don't determine what's on the table in your work with God. God determines what's on the table. Now, you had better just respect yourself because just receive what he says and wait on his word. Don't waste by worry. Worry is wasting life. Are you blessed? So they said, Lord, will you at this time? Now, don't forget that he told them to wait. That was what he said to them, right? Huh? Now, their response was not to even continue the conversation of what God said. They brought a new matter. You see, but that new matter they brought, they still addressed him as Lord. Even though what they were talking about was not what he was talking about. So you see, that Lord had become a religious language, a spiritual vocabulary. How many of you do that? The Lord. You call him Lord, but you and him know that he's just your savior. Are we here, friend? Now, the point is that if we're not careful, our words will be stronger than our walk. If we're not careful, our words will will be so high. But our walk will be so shallow if we're not careful. That you need to look closely at the things you say and begin to practice them. Therefore, when they had come together, let me say this because you see, in the in the in the process of practicing. In the process of practicing what the Lord, what you are receiving from the Lord, what the Lord is, what you are saying to the Lord, in the process of practicing it, many times the practice of that. Did you pick a call? Did you pick a call when I'm preaching? Don't try that. You can sit down. Let him sit down. Don't don't try that, please. In the process of practicing. What the Lord is revealing to you. You see, because the Lord does not respect your feeling. Now, sometimes God would say things to you. Let me use myself for an example. All the times I've seen unbelievable miracles in my ministry, all the times, was when I did what I didn't feel like doing. And I did what I was not enjoying doing. That's when I've seen the greatest miracles in my life, in, in ministry. Most of the time when testimonies come, or so, so that thing. Yeah. One of my most, when, during two years ago, three years ago, one of my least successful outreach was the one I went to do in Abelkuta. It was so... The, the, the leaders, some of the leaders were just strange Everything they invest because we invest a lot in these meetings, but the result was so. I mean, I don't used to, I don't used to make myself happy when result is not what I say. You know, general uh, generals are not made in general meetings. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have a vision. There's what I know what I want to see, and when I don't see it, I tell myself I'm not seeing it. I don't, I don't say it is it. So I didn't really, I didn't really like it. It was looking like where two or three are gathered. I don't like such meetings. 
Friends, in almost all my outreaches, the one in, in Funab had the greatest fruit. Yes. Yeah. But I, I kept at it when I didn't feel like it at all. Mm. Yeah. I didn't feel like it to a point where, you know, sometimes some things make you feel somehow that you don't plan to go back. Mm. You just, you have developed a sensitivity to that place because I like to go where I'm celebrated, not tolerated. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is my point. When you begin to practice what the Lord is saying that doesn't sometimes align with how you feel, that is when you begin to see the glory of God. Yay! You see the glory of God. The reason why a lot of you are not seeing God's glory is that you are doing what you feel like doing. You find it difficult to do what you are not enjoying. Mm. <laughs> you can see that, brother. You find it difficult to do what? Listen, you must learn to do what you're not enjoying just because the Lord commanded it. So, they began to speak to the Lord on the basis of what was priority to them. And for them, what was priority was the restoration of the kingdom to Israel. And all of you know, this was not a noble, it's noble in prophecy, but it's not noble in the, in the heart of the disciples because their, their future was attached to this. Don't forget we had discussed this when they were already discussing on position. I'll be on your right, you'll be on your left. And so Jesus died and everything didn't look like, what? What? And so when Jesus resurrected, he said, before we start another journey, before we start another journey, before you do the part two of what you did before, tell us this time around, at this time, that was that's the meaning of at this time. Okay, you have messed us up the first time, destroyed our lives. Our wives are disappointed in us. Yeah. These guys had wives. Peter already had a wife when Jesus started carrying him everywhere. You know what it means to just carry a young man? People resign from their jobs. Yeah, he had tax collectors. That's like the highest paying job at that time. They were working for the Roman Empire. They were wealthy guys, some of them. And then they left what they were doing to follow Jesus, thinking that we will suffer for a while, but the anointing will come and then we'll take over. You see... And Peter had his sword ready for the battle. Even with all the miracles he was doing, he knew that there was still going to be warfare. He put the sword and said, anytime Jesus wants, tells us, let's march in and take out Caesar and Pilate, we are here already. There is power. Now, this is how a Jewish man thinks because that's how God had worked. That's how it always happened. God will raise a judge, raise a prophet, raise a David. It's always like that. And so they were sure this, and those, and those deliverers had both supernatural powers and they could battle in warfare. Do you remember the other time when they went somewhere and people did not receive them? They said, let's call fire. Like Elijah. Let's, ah, we know how this thing works. Let's. <laughs> so after. His death and his resurrection, they wanted to give him another chance. (laughs) 
Now, now you know these things. How many of you have been through things that you were sure the Lord was there and it just didn't work out? And you're like, what? Well, I mean, I know they bring that thing. Come my <laughs> Now, I've seen this happen to guys before. They, they saw visions and angels about a particular lady. They were sure the girl is their wife. Sometimes it's a girl, she's sure that, Kai, I can't miss this. She saw everything, and um, the thing won't work out. Ah. And after that whole phase, then, they don't want to hear the Lord, the Lord what? <laughs> As it happened to you before, tell the truth. Don't lie. Like, raise your hand like, eh. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's this case, guys. That's this case. Like, at this time, let's, the first time we did this thing, we didn't really ask you the questions. We respected you. We allowed you. But now, is with open eye now. We have to do this, this stuff. Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Are we together, friends? So, 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 I, I was relating these things to sometimes the challenges we're, we're going through. Some things are not just working sometimes. And um, there are things that are meant to work. And you're like, Lord, look at this. We also looked at this in Abraham's life. Abraham said, is this how you're going to watch me go childless? That was, that was Abraham's condition. That was what was happening to him at that time. And then we like to link revival to problems. And sometimes God is just pouring fire on you because he wants to enjoy you. God is saying, can we have fun? Can you really be my child and I'm your father? I, I want us to just, ha- to just have a thing that just you and I share. And saying, God, what about this? And God is saying, what about me? Mm-hmm. Now, is it that God isn't, isn't concerned? No, that's not the point. God, God is saying that, no, I'm concerned about something more important. You see, because everything, listen to this, anything that God fixes in your life without pouring himself in you, you are still not going to understand the miracle. Miracles can only be understood when the person of God is understood. You see, because a miracle is a revelation of his person. Until his person dawns on you, even even a miracle will blind you. He healed 10 people. One person came back. And he asked, where are the nine? Did I not heal 10? So it means... He healed them to be with them. 
Now, they got healed to live their lives. That's all. They received the healing, but they were still in darkness. So sometimes God wants to give you light so you can see everything. It is the light that brings divination to everything. Whatever you know that is not from the light of God is inaccurate. Are my friends here? So, a lot of us, even though we call him Lord, you see, but actually our problem is Lord. So, the, you see, he, he said something. They responded, Lord, when will you restore the kingdom? Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom? So, even though they said Lord, that was in their mouth. You see, but their heart was revealed and... Um, their problem was Lord. If you are not careful, your problem will be Lord. Now, when your problem is Lord, you will not see the Lord. Do you know how many of you can no longer fellowship with God except you are crying about a matter? Say, Lord, 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 Lord. When will you do this? When will you do that? When will my husband come? When will my wife come? When will my child come? And um, your relationship with God is on a pause until you get that miracle. You see, and to wait on the Lord is not to wait on your problems. To wait on the Lord is to wait on his word. His word. I told you what a waiter is. To wait on the Lord is not to wait on your problem. You see, when a waiter is waiting, because that's what, that's what waiting means in scripture. They that wait upon the Lord. That terminology is, is, is waiter in a restaurant. You see, when a waiter is there, a waiter is not waiting on him, for himself. He's waiting for the person who is eating. You see? Now, don't think a waiter is not hungry when he was waiting. Or that the legs is not paying the waiter. But the, wait, the, the one who is waiting... Does not, does not determine why he's waiting. He's the one that he's waiting on that determines why he's waiting. So you can't, you can't wait on the Lord and you, are, and you are determining why. Are we together, friends? You can't determine why you are waiting. He tells you why you are waiting. And it tells you what he wants to order. What he feels like eating. And sometimes, sometimes I ask the waiter, please tell me the truth. If it was you, which one would you order? <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? You know, I do that a lot. And I just say, if it was you, <laughs> Lalu does it. <laughs> Who takes Lalu to all those places? He takes himself there. <laughs> And I used to see him as a village, village. <laughs> Lalu, any answer to? <laughs> and I ask, 
And, and, and listen, that she's waiting doesn't mean she doesn't have problems. She has a lot of problems. Now you'll be shocked that the waiter has never sometimes eaten what you are ordering because the waiter cannot afford it. And that's what happens. When you wait on the Lord, God tells you things you can't afford. And he tells you to get done for him what you are not thinking that is possible. And so if you carry your purse to wait on your customer, you are a strange being. Because the customer is not ordering from your purse. So God is not talking to you on, on your on your on your pulse or your mind or your thoughts. He's, he's independent of you, even though you are waiting on him. So just shut up and wait. You see, because sometimes we we wait and you're like, ah, yeah, I won't. I won't go. <laughs> now you 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 can't be waiting. And saying something is expensive. And that's how a lot of us wait. You wait on God, but, but you are carried away by who you are. The person you are waiting on is greater than you and has capacity to sponsor everything he wants to do. So just shut up. Stop overthinking things. If he wants to send you to the nations, he can don't say, God, I just want to pay for my house rent. You are the one waiting. You see, but when you are too carried away by, by, by who you are, what your problems, you can't wait well, and then you can't relate with God. I've changed the waiter before because the waiter was just cranky. Yeah. The waiter was just, I said, ah. Yeah, I did it. I chased the waiter. Not before I got saved, recently. I said, Can you just go away? I said, Please let them bring another person. So, hello, you can have some spices or something. Are my friends here? So, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? That was not what the Lord was saying. See what Jesus said to them? He said to them, it's not for you, oh God, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons the Father has put in his own authority. Leave it. Just leave it. But see what you should do. But you shall receive power. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh my, he said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit. You know, now look, let me tell you what just got to say here. Now they were asking him, when are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? That's off the conversation. But you see, another thing we need to see from that conversation is that when you talk about doing great things, they had inched it only on Jesus. And they never thought they could do anything themselves. You see, but Jesus is saying that I'm going to take you through a process that you would, to do great things, you wouldn't ask me when I will do it. You can now do what I do. So it's about making us. It's not just about solving our problems, but it's making us miraculous people in ourselves. He says, you shall now receive power when the Holy Spirit, you cannot behave like me. 
You'll be able to act and react like me. That's what waiting on the Lord does to you. He brings you to a space where you become mature. You become like Christ. That's what the world of intimacy does to you. When you, are, when you free yourself from a problem that needs to be solved and you focus a God that needs to be known, then you step into ministry. You step into abilities. You step into empowerments. Then you shall receive power. Then you will now be witnesses of me. That is to say, Jesus is real. Look at me. That's what it means. Jesus is alive. Look at me. I'm a witness. You see, are we together, friends? Now, you might not understand the word witness here because it's a very powerful stuff. And then the way we use it, we use it in the context of evangelism. But this is not the context of evangelism. It's a different context because the Jewish man understands the power of witnesses. It's a very important um, phenomenon in the Jewish law. In fact, not just in the Jewish law, it was even exported into the New Testament. Where the Bible says that you do not take an allegation against an elder, except there are two or three witnesses. You see, it means that sometimes the law of God cannot, oh my goodness, Sometimes the law of God cannot be implemented until witnesses witnesses uh, 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 present themselves. So sometimes some judgments will happen. They say, is there a witness? You see, and the Jewish man doesn't joke with witnesses because the Jewish people hate false allegations. Are you together with me? And so a witness is someone that was there. It's eyewitness. So, he's saying that you are going to be witnesses of me. Jesus is real. I was there. I have met with him. I'm not just asking you to meet him because my pastor spoke about him. I have met with him. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. It says, not just that you shall witness. No. It says, you will be the witness. You shall be witnesses of me. People are going to doubt whether I came to the earth. But when they meet you, their doubts will be cleared. I'm a witness. Did Jesus do miracles on earth? I'm a witness. I've received one and I'll perform one. Are you with me? But to be a witness, you have to divorce what you think is the most important thing and focus on what he says is the most important thing. Are we together with me? Yes, sir. So you are going to be witnesses of me in Jerusalem. And then you would have thought, okay, Jerusalem, yeah, Jerusalem, the people already have an idea of Jesus. Judea, and Judea knows that Samaria, yeah, the whole time went to Samaria. He says, no, to the ends of the earth. It means people who have never heard about Jesus before, they will meet us and know really there is a Jesus. So you see, the message of Jesus 
we're going to make it so real, even to people who have never held the Bible before. Oh, my goodness. Are my friends here? Yes, now, now, you know the light will not do that. Ten million air light is not going to do that. You have to have an encounter with him for that to happen. We can't be only witnesses in the building. We have to be witnesses in the, to the ends of the earth. The Lord spoke to me sometime. He says, okay, I'm going to go to Europe. And when you go there, what you will do is that you will cast out devils. And that's, a, that's, that's witnessing. You doubt Jesus exists. All right. I'm aware of a demon in you. And I'm going to make you aware of it because when he sees me, the demon will start screaming. And I'm going to take it away. Now, how did you take it away? Jesus. Your psychologist didn't. You paid a lot for therapy. You still feel like using the rope. So real. People have met with us and know Jesus is real because we are witnesses. One guy came from my meeting and after one man came from my meeting and very early the next day I went to visit him and I saw him 7 a.m. or 6.30 a.m. outside his house smoking in lost in thought. I said, what's happening? He said, I can't recover from that meeting. He's not saved. He's a Muslim. He said, I can't recover. I said, what happened? He says, whilst well, you guys were preaching, he says, the only time I feel that, that way is when I'm high. He says, I was getting drunk without any drink. He says, so I woke up early this morning to think about my life, that what happened there? <laughs> he says, the only time I feel that way ever in my life is when I'm drunk. He said, but I was not drunk. I just said, let me come and see you. Let me just see you before I go to where I'm going. And I sat down and I was feeling drunk and drowsy. I said, what's going on here? Now, to be a witness, you don't have to be a preacher. You just have to be a waiter. When you wait on him, you'll be, you'll be witnesses of him. And my friends here, Let's read. I want to land somewhere today so that we can go further the next time. Now, when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up. Like, imagine that kind of encounter. They were just watching and Jesus, man, these guys enjoyed it. They saw some stuff. Yeah. Like Jesus was just taken up. You know, when you read this thing, please make it real. Don't just say it's Bible. It happened. Yes, As Jesus was talking, he just went and like this. And, and a cloud received him out of that side. You see, because in the presence of God, everything has life. Yeah. Now, this cloud is not, is not the cloud of the sky. Because it says a cloud received him. It's a spiritual matter. And you hear me sing, bring the glory, bring the cloud. Are you together with me? Uh, whenever I come to your presence, the glory comes. When I see your face, the cloud appears. The cloud came and picked him. Those are real spiritual realities. Those are spiritual realities. And you would experience some of them 
Yeah. Picked him. You know, there is a ministry in the, in the New Testament called the laying on of hands. Do you know how, do you know what is laying on of hands? It's the means to transfer spiritual things from one person to another. Ah, when I do like this, something moves. Boom! It's real. It's, it's real. It was taken up and the cloud received him out of their sight. Such spectacular moment that sometimes you just want to frame. But let's see the next verse. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, just imagine, you're like, what? And they were just gazing. As he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Who, who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? Are we together here? There's a lot to talk about too. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Because he was just talking to 12 people and he called them men of Galilee. You see, the implication of that is that when a revival is happening, God describes that people by few people. Because those few people has formed the necessary quorum for representation. So they become the base with which God engages. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if we can if we if the church can come together rightly, God will describe us as Nigerians. You don't get the point. It means that he's, we are the ones that he looks at, he talks to, and he commands, and he will use us to determine what happens. Am I preaching here? And that's why you can see that the letter was addressed as the church in this place, the church in that place. Not everybody in those cities saw those letters. But according to, as, as far as God is concerned, he has sent a letter to that city. You see, God would judge a city anytime he has found the people that have received the document of life. Anytime God finds the people who are hearing from him, he's quali- he will now be justified to bring judgment. If you like, say you don't know that's your business. Why don't you know? God said, I, I, I have, I've spoken to your city. But that's even the point. The man, the man, now, this man definitely is not an ordinary man. Am I correct? These two men. Because if they were ordinary people, they would be shocked by seeing somebody go up. Am I preaching here? So they're definitely not normal human beings. Is that not easy to know? Now, these most likely are angels. Or, because it's not only angels that are in heaven. <laughs> there are different beings in heaven, yeah. not just angels. Now, they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? Because sometimes gazing up into heaven and focusing on an encounter looks spiritual. But it says, This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. You have had the experience. Don't tabernacle there. It's not a big deal. It has happened, it has happened. That was what Elijah was trying to tell Elisha. When he says, when you see me taken. Elijah was saying, Elijah, when you see me taken. The point is, there are going to be things that will come to distract you when I'm being taken. Mm. 
You see, because there was chariots of fire, but that was not what took Elijah. The point was you must have a, you must have a focus, a diligence that is not carried away by the spectacular. You can see that. You must have a diligence. Now, this is where many people stumble. When they see the spectacular, they are, they are, they are, they are, they are just of, listen, listen, listen. The spectacular is spectacular to you because you are carnal. Do you think Jesus is aware that he levitated? That is a levitation. Just like, you remember that day I left? He just moved. He moved. He, he transported himself. <laughs> but you see, there are things he's saying to you that is more important than the paraphernalia with which the conversation came. Yeah. My wife and I were discussing about something recently. And I asked her, has the Lord spoken to you? Because there's a decision we need to make. So I said, I said, has the Lord spoken to you? And I said, what do you think about that matter? She said, I do not think anything. I said, but I thought I told you to go and pray. He said, but you're asking what I think. I don't have a thought. I said, I mean, what did the Lord say? <laughs> and she said, really, the Lord has not spoken. Because every time I want to pray about it, the Lord says, why are you being excessively spiritual? You know this is what you should do. That was the exact thing the Lord told me. I didn't tell her. She's just hearing it now. I kept quiet. Because I'm a man. You have to, you have to learn as if you are cracking one mystery. So that you can maintain your kingdom. Yeah. There has to be literally two mysteries. I said, all right. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so she'll be wondering, did I get it? Did I not get it? Then the day you come in, just, you know. Three angels came yesterday. <laughs> so that you can keep your throne. Now, friends, the angel came and said, why? Why are you looking? Why? The question is, in, in looking at this thing, what will happen? How are you going to be witnesses? How are you going to be just looking at this thing? What will happen? I know some of us are like this. We say things that have no relevance. We just want to sound. Okay, after you have said this, what will happen? A lot of you have prophesied about the world change, world transformation, world revolution, world reformation, but you have never preached to somebody before. When the thing is spectacular, they see you there. But when the work, we are meant to do the work, you become tired. Me, they say, let's pray, let's get a word from the Lord. You are agile. And they say, okay, after that vaige, let's. <laughs> Do you know how many of us cannot preach a simple message to an unsafe person? How many of us cannot genuinely lead somebody to Christ? If I tell some of you, lead this person to Christ, you will find out that sometimes you cannot. You don't even know what it means. But if we say, let's talk about the third day revival. So your feet are not on the ground. And a lot of believers are in that place. You, you, you will never pray for the sick, but you believe a healing revival is coming. 
So the last healing of ever prophesied by Spiritual Google was in 1943. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a brother just beside you, you will not pray. Your, your spouse is sick, you won't pray. But you talk about Spiritual Google's water driver. So, you know, the body of Christ, the body of Christ, the body of Christ are not getting it right. The body of Christ, you see, the church has to be some sort of church. We are meant to take the seven mountains. We are meant to do this. We are meant to do this. You are not a worker in any church. You struggle to give tithes. Okay, there's tithe is wrong. Okay, give a paint. Or if you don't like tithes, give another, look for another name. Give one. You don't attend any service early. You have not been part of any church planting. And God is angry with the pastors. Okay. God is happy with you. Let's see the happiness of God. <laughs> now, I'm tired of those kind of people. I remember growing up, though, they would say, The Lord is, the Spirit of God is done with the house of Saul. And now the house of David is rising. The people, a new people, a new generation. And I say, but I find at this house of Saul, I see the one winning souls. Because it was Bishop David Edeko, we're calling house of Saul under the Jew. But we're not calling their name, but that's what we mean. We said, God is done with that generation. A new generation is arising. The people who did that prophecy are not smoking Igbo. Yeah, they are not smoking Igbo. They say, God is done, but you are not smoking Igbo. How are we going to save the world? You are smoking Igbo, my brother. How? Where has Bishop been planting 10,000 churches in one year? Churning, in, churning out thousands of pastors yearly, planting churches, saving souls. You are talking about a perfect church with dinner seeds. They have guys in Obama showing this thing in strange places, young men. They will just transfer them up and down, wasting their lives for Jesus Christ. And you are here with suit. Matching the colors, matching it. <laughs> you are matching it with earrings, with everything. You are matching it. You plate your hair as a man. But you are not doing, but you are not doing anything. If you are, do, you are not doing the work. Your words are high. The angel said, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh tito. He has, he has gone. Oh yeah. Stop gazing. Stop gazing. Get the job done. Stop gazing and get the job done. Get your hands dirty. Get your hands dirty. I'm not talking about the realms of light. Shut up, shine it. Past 15 years, how many have you discipled? Who, is, who, is, who are you taking to heaven? Who said this is why I'm in heaven? This person is the reason I'm in heaven. Just criticizing the body of Christ and talking about some spooky, strange things. Now, respect people who have been on the scene for 45 years. Yes, sir. There's a reason. Yes, 
Now, not, not that they are 45 years old. They have been on the scene for 45 years. You are not even yet 45 years old. Now, don't joke with somebody who is on the scene for 50 years. Don't joke with somebody saying the same thing for 50 years. To get you to say the same thing for one semester has been, has been difficult. Don't joke. It's not normal to say the same thing for 20 years, for 30 years. Now, it takes hard work. We need to get the job done. Both at the corporate level and at the individual level, we need to get the job done. Are we together with me? I put it this way. I said, after the powerful encounter, get into the routine. Are you with me? That can bet the content of your encounter. Get a routine. Manifestation is born out of holy routines. Get a routine. Get a boring routine. A boring prayer life is more powerful than prophesying during conferences. That's your boring prayer life. By the time the thing gathers up, it's powerful. Wednesday, fasting is powerful. Tuesday, personal evangelism is powerful. Get a routine that corroborates your experience and stop gazing at the, at the heavens because God has a lot for us to experience. God bless you.